Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to our podcast that has yet to have a name. <laughs> Listen, we're like winging it for now, but we'll get there. A whole lot of winging it. <laughs> I'm Christine. And I'm Matt. And a lot of you that are listening, you probably know us from Instagram. Yeah, we are the king and queen of tummy problems. <laughs> Providing all of your IBS memes. Uh, Meeting all of your gluten-free, low FODMAP needs. Hell yeah. That's more of Matt's thing. I'm kind of just like stupid on the internet. Matt actually gives insightful information. We each meet a critical need. <laughs> Which we thought was why it would like be interesting if the two of us did a podcast together. Yeah, we definitely we occupy slightly different corners of the internet and have different slightly different like needs. Um, Christine obviously more is on the IBS side. I'm more on the gluten-free side. And we figured we would team up um have some interesting and fun conversations about uh the issues that we face in our day-to-day yeah oh my god i'm so i'm really honestly excited for this first episode and it's actually an idea that matt came up with and i'm just like so excited to dive into it so matt why don't you tell everyone what we're talking about today today what we're going to be talking about is what it was like having stomach problems before it was cool it's such an interesting way to word it because truly the internet has made having IBS like somewhat cool which is something I could have never seen coming I really couldn't agree more uh, <laughs> and really, like it really seems like during the pandemic we all went like a little bit feral and suddenly IBS became this thing that was trendy yeah no that's like absolutely what happened I think the whole world just became so chaotic and we all just like started presenting our flaws and it just became like cool <laughs> Like everyone got like a bit constipated and just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, no, that's that's like quite literally how it happened. And honestly, right before we press record, I was telling Matt that I had to like sit down yesterday and kind of think about what it was like to have IBS before it was cool. Because even though this has only become like a recent thing, like a recent trend, like the hot girls have IBS kind of thing, it feels like it's been a while. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, it it feels like yesterday, but it also feels like five years ago. And <laughs> when I was like, um, when I was like reflecting on uh, reflecting on what it was like, all I could think compared to in my mind was, have you ever like found a band like an artist that you think is really cool or interesting, and everyone thinks you're weird for talking about them, and then suddenly they become really popular, like. They're like a TikTok sound. Totally. Uh, like they're on the radio and everyone can't stop talking about it. It's kind of how it feels. Honestly, that's that's really quite true. Um, that's so funny. It was almost like we were gatekeeping IBS for so long out of embarrassment. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now we're letting everyone in the world experience it with us, whether they want to or not. <laughs> we're all in this together. <laughs> So like uh like tell me your tell me and us your story and like what was it like for you when you first got diagnosed? Sure, that was pretty much what I was just about to ask you. Anyway, it was like when did you get diagnosed? Because for me, it's been like 15 years. I was diagnosed officially back in 2007, and back then it was like I truly felt like I was a freak. Like I was the only one, and of course it was like right when. I was going through puberty. I was like 13, which is already a really like embarrassing, awkward age. And then adding IBS on top of that, I just felt like so 
I felt gross. I felt like so embarrassed. And like, there was quite literally no one talking about it. I didn't know anyone else with I, that had IBS or that was going through what I was going through. Um, and like, to be completely blunt, like it was miserable. <laughs> and I feel like feel at that. the time too, like nowadays, I feel like there's, you know, obviously everyone on the internet is talking about having IBS. There's, I feel like there's a lot of TikTok pages, Instagram pages talking about it. Um, but back then, and I feel like even until like kind of recent years, all I would ever see was like a commercial on TV here and there talking about like medicine for Crohn's. And that, and that was pretty much like the extent of what I would see like somewhat representing any type of like gut disorder. It, it, it's a very strange thing when you can't see yourself in any kind of media. And all that there is is people who are normal, quote unquote, people who have Crohn's disease, which is extremely serious. And then you're somewhere in between that. And it's yeah. a very strange space to navigate when there's no one else that you know who's like you. Totally. Yeah. It, it was like, I didn't fit in like anywhere. And I, I just felt like, I truly felt alone and I think that's probably something that both me and you hear a lot like just through our Instagram pages like in DMs and stuff it's just people feeling alone and I know that's still like a huge feeling that people felt but like it truly I it just I don't know I guess back then it just felt even more lonely because like it I felt like IBS was still very new back then too like even doctors and dietitians weren't like if you think they don't really know about it now like I felt like back then they were just like whatever like we're all in this I don't know either they were bringing up more than bringing this podcast right now <laughs> literally it was like I, yeah I, I truly just felt like I me and my mom were sitting there like googling everything like it was like we were trying to figure out everything on our own but yeah I would love to hear more about like how you felt too when you were first diagnosed yeah, um, a lot of what you're saying really resonates with me. Um, so I got sick, I think it was 10 years ago this year, like um, this past summer. Um, oh, wow. A whole decade of problems. Um, and yeah, at first I didn't really know what was happening. It's a really common story. Um, I went to a bunch of doctors, got a bunch of blood work done, got all kinds of tests for celiac, Crohn's, cancer. Everything was just totally fine. And yeah, like kind of like you said, the like my doctor kind of gave me the catch-all IBS term and said, well, there's something going on. We just don't know what it is. So have some Miralax and have a great day. No referral, no anything else. And along the way, I figured out that, oh, like if you eat completely gluten-free, uh, it takes away your symptoms. Um, and it, that's why I still eat gluten-free to this day. <laughs> um, it was really isolating. It happened to me when I was in undergrad and when all of my friends, like all you do is you drink beer and you go out at three in the morning and get pizza that's full of wheat, full of cheese, like greasy as all hell. And it became very isolating being the kid at the Ratchet Basin party with a bottle of wine. It just was a very strange thing to go through. Um, I still had roommates. Um, we had like a little like apartment style thing, but there was one bathroom and it was very strange needing to occupy the bathroom for as long as I did and feeling like I have no one to talk to about it. It um, uh, When I did talk about it, 
it almost seems like a cringy thing that people were keen to not talk about. And fast forward to today, where I have my real life friends and people on the internet DMing me saying, "Hey, like, uh, what's going on with me?" It's a very strange to think of where I started and where I am. Yeah, no, I, I, there's like so much I want to respond to with that. I feel like you hit so many points, but yeah, like, I, I, I totally agree. First of all, the gluten free thing is so funny because. When I was first diagnosed, I was like told the same thing, like go gluten free. Um, first, they wanted to test me for celiac, and like once that came back negative, they told me to still eat gluten free. And for me personally, I know that helped you a lot. Clearly, you are gluten free street gang, so clearly that was something that stuck with you. And that did something. Yeah, really. And I'm like, I'm like jealous. I wish, I wish that would have helped me as much, which is just, just goes to show that everyone's so different. In these... You are the one person who's ever told me that they're jealous. <laughs> well, I, okay, right. I, I know that that's kind of like a loaded word in this topic, but um, like, I, I remember like I went gluten-free for about like, I think it was like six, seven, eight months. I did it twice. And like just that, I feel like gluten-free food has come so far from when I was first diagnosed too. And I think that has come, like, I think the improvements have come with making I know gluten-free, going gluten-free was kind of like a, what do you call it? Like a, a trend even a few years ago, like yeah. people thinking it was like more healthy and, and whatever. And I, I think people sometimes get annoyed by that, but I also think it helped make the food better because back when I was doing it in 2007, I'm telling you, the food was fucking hot garbage. Like it was just like, not <laughs> one thing was good. Everything disintegrated. It tasted like chalk or cardboard. It was awful and it was hard to find things to eat on top of like feeling like crap all the time and I was like so miserable so I, I'm actually like glad that that has gotten like so much better for everyone that still eats like gluten-free or has found out that they need to be on a gluten-free diet right now a lot of what you're saying is really interesting too I really think that IBS has become like cool in a way that gluten-free has not it's mm. gluten-free has definitely come a long way on like TikTok and Instagram and like all the Gen Z kids are talking about all of these things, but it seems like the more like hashtag hot girls has my problems, hashtag my tummy hurts, like those like like that kind of space seems to just actively be um like trendy now, which I haven't seen like being gluten free or having celiac or even really being lactose intolerant, like it's not as you don't have much street cred. One, you're any of those others. Interesting. That's really interesting. I kind of wonder if maybe it was because gluten free was like trendy, maybe like a few years ago. Like a lot of celebrities were talking about it and stuff, and now it's just like the IBS time to shine. I don't know. That's very interesting though to to bring up. And then the other thing you were talking about was like when when you would bring up having like IBS, it was like a cringy topic. Like people would like kind of act exactly. weird about it. That is so funny because I was like, as I was talking about before, like I was so embarrassed to have IBS and to, especially like at that age, to talk about having like diarrhea, like anything with bowel movements was so embarrassing. Like I would, I wanted to die that I lied my ass off for years, for years telling people that I had a problem where I puked every day. I would not tell them the truth. Oh, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so ironic because I have I have the biggest fear of vomiting, but like I could not tell people 
the truth. And I would miss so much school. I would not go to school for like weeks and people would be like, Oh my God, like what is going on? And I'd be like, Oh, I just like can't stop throwing up. Like I would just lie my ass off. Clearly now I don't do that. (laughs) I'm a little too open about what happens with my butthole on the internet, but the pendulum's gone the other way. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, God, but, um, yeah, it's like crazy how, how the conversation has like really opened (laughs) cause it wasn't like that back then. (laughs) It really wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's just like one huge difference I've seen. And obviously, like I, I know that like later we're gonna have another episode where we go a little a little bit more into like the TikTok space and how like the whole hot girls of IBS trend has like really happened. But I'm really grateful that that has happened because it has made having IBS somewhat cool and has created like the space to talk about it and raise more awareness and help other people feel normal with it because we did not feel that when we were first diagnosed it took years before i actually felt like there was some kind of community and not just feeling like i was just a curiosity and yeah. something to be like like just feeling like i was an outsider like it at the same time i am very happy that i don't that i didn't really have instagram or was big on social media back then um that just was i feel like not a great time for it's not a great for any of us um but if we had that then i can't if we had what we've done now back then like just think about how different it would have been like the shame that we would have gone away like the information you would have had like i waited eight years until i saw a gi doctor like it was uh not not like there's because no one told me at the time that i got diagnosed i was still seeing a pediatrician and i like it just wasn't a thing that came up yeah um it's opened a lot of doors and it's kind of nice to be able to pave the way for others to hopefully have like an easier time than you were i did totally no that's really interesting to say because i've actually thought about that before how like i think the whole or part of the reason if not the whole reason that we have these accounts and we keep going with them is exactly what you said to like kind of help other people who are going through what we went through and kind of turning our pain into power and like all that kind of stuff and I think about a lot how things might have been totally different back when I was diagnosed because I like I was talking about before I felt so lonely it really created a lot of anxiety and like depression for me back then and I would have loved to have some sort of person on the internet talking about what they were going through that was similar to what I was going through like every day in detail. I think that would have really helped me. But at the same time, I totally agree. I'm glad that that also wasn't a thing back then because I don't know what I would have been doing. <laughs> would have pure chaos. <laughs> like eighth grade me, I should, yeah, no. I would have been trying to have my own platform back then. It would have been a mess. Totally. But, um, but yeah, I, I do think it's really cool that we can take like what we went through back before IBS was cool and, and kind of make it cool and help other people not feel embarrassed, not feel alone. Like you said, pave the way to, you know, getting help, getting diagnosed, getting treatment. Um, It's like, it's like a really interesting way of like paying it forward. It really is, isn't it? Um, it really is just like yeah, trying to make the world like a slightly better place for those who come after us and um, hopefully they can laugh 
about the weird things that happen to them um, versus just sitting awkwardly in the corner thinking, I can't believe that like uh, I am too constipated to go out. I can't believe that um, like I ate some cheese and now I can't stop farting. It's yeah, yeah, totally. And it's it's interesting. I've also found that a lot of people use our memes that both of us create to it's it's their way of letting other people in their life know what they go through without having to have that like serious conversation that might be really awkward about what actually happens when you're having an IBS mm. attack or like the symptoms that you have like they're using our posts just to send in a DM and be like this is me like this is what I go through and that's the conversation like that's so cool yeah I don't want to like gases them too much but like in a no. way we also did kind of help make IBS kind of cool we did and no please like please I hate myself more than anyone else like hates me on this planet so I don't think I'm cool but I, I'm just saying that the fact that you guys have transformed what we have like created and it just somehow did well like you guys like made it cool and we've like I guess kind of helped <laughs> The fact, that, yeah, the fact that you guys thought it was cool that we have been doing this and not just thinking yeah. that we're just a couple of weirdos. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I really helped pile it forward. Totally. I will say Matt is cool, but I'm not going to gas myself up. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep myself okay, humble. Well, I'll say you're cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just been really interesting to watch it all unfold on the internet and, and see how much IBS has been platformed on all different types of media. Um, and again, I just never thought it would be cool to have or to talk about IBS. Couldn't agree more. Matt, any, any other thoughts or anything before we wrap up our first episode? It, I could share some more meme thoughts. I could share some more embarrassing stories, but I think right now that's a good place to, uh, to end it. <laughs> yeah, we will not run out of content. Uh, we have too much trauma with this topic. And... <laughs> A, a lot of much. thoughts yeah a lot of thoughts a lot of stories um so yeah thank you guys for listening to our first episode we're gonna have a few more coming out we're really excited to be doing this we hope you guys like it um yeah we're excited to keep going forward with this yeah if you have any questions comments suggestions uh you know where to find us yep all right guys we'll see you soon see you soon keep calm and take them relax Bye, guys. <laughs>